Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Well, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Simon Peter answered Jesus, or uh, asked Jesus, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. This is a powerful question and statement that I would like to ruminate on this morning. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. I was drawn to this line in our passage immediately when I read the text earlier this week. Now, this is my sermon writing process, by the way. I read the text early in the week and then think about it for days uh, before getting something, something together by Sunday. At least, hopefully, by Sunday. <laughs> well, I read the text early in the week pretty much every time I preach. It does not always happen that a line will just jump out, uh, or line or phrase just jump out of the text at me. Sometimes it is a lot of work to come up with this, uh, something to say about the text at all. Other times I'm excited to talk about the whole thing. I pick apart every little and lift up every little detail of the passage. This week, though, I got focused primarily on the one verse. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Why did I get caught up thinking about just this one verse, you might ask? Well, at least in my mind, the interplay between all sorts of disciples turning away from following Jesus and the twelve choosing to stick by him seems very similar to realities many mainline churches like ours face these days. Now, I'm grateful that this has not really been the trend at Faith Lutheran over the past few years. But many churches like ours have been suffering declining membership for decades now. In no small part because when when children who are raised in the church grow to be adults and hear things like, we need to eat the body and blood of Jesus to inherit salvation, they think, nah, they turn away from following Jesus altogether on account of his difficult teachings. It is a hard teaching, and when Christian doctrines are challenged and scrutinized anymore, many people just shrug their shoulders and walk away, rather than sticking it out and going deeper like the Twelve did. After all, our world is full of questions anymore with few answers. Skepticism, and dare I say cynicism, abounds on all sorts of topics. When we talk about voting, healthcare, foreign policy, and whose lives really matter in our system and our nation. It is as though people around us do not even try to understand different perspectives, ideas, or even basic evidence and information anymore 
before, before turn tailing and walking away from people or groups that challenge them. Like the followers who could not handle the difficult teaching about Christ being the bread of eternal life. Many in our nation today are primed to up and walk away when they hear things that are difficult and they do not like. When it comes to church, many of those who fit this bill are adults around my age. Those born in the 1980s and 1990s, like yours truly, are the most likely to be part of the fastest growing religious denomination in America. That is the group that claims no religious affiliation whatsoever. Often referred to as the nuns, that is not the Catholic nuns who wear habits and live in abbeys, but the nuns as in the no religion group. Many people my age are kind of like those in our gospel passage for this week who heard Jesus' difficult, almost crazy teaching and just turned around to leave the movement. Instead of digging in and sorting out what they do and do not believe, many just turn around and walk away. And a majority of them are in my generation. Whereas for decades, in at least the previous century, when infrequent churchgoers still claimed nominal connection to a religious identity and denomination, whether they be known as lapsed Catholics, Jack Mormons, or lazy Lutherans. Was that a phrase? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> Whatever they were called back then. Now the trend has turned to claim no religious affiliation at all. At least they're honest. Now, I am a little reluctant to share this reflection, even though it is honestly what I've been contemplating. Because I feel that ageism against younger generations is a real problem in our country, and especially in our churches. I feel so strongly about the subject that I even wrote a book about it. Just as it was understandably difficult for the crowd that walked away from following Jesus in his own time, as at least as recorded in the Gospel of John, a crowd that had good reason to struggle with belief around eating Jesus' body and blood. Likewise, many people, and especially many people in my generation, have good reasons for staying away from the church these days. Reports of spiritually abusive behavior have now come flooding out of mega-church movements, like Mars Hill in Seattle under the harmful direction of Mark Driscoll, where the, one of the biggest churches in America at one time, Willow Creek in the suburbs of Chicago, under the predatory leadership of Bill Hybels. Now this is to say nothing of the decades of abuse visited on children at the hands of Roman Catholic priests at places as near to us as the mission in St. Ignatius, just down the road. Sadly, the list of abusive churches and pastors like these is far longer than I can list here. Church at large is due for a reckoning over the harm that has been committed in Christ's name. Call to repentance. 
And I believe that the growing movement of people who unaffiliate from churches entirely is such a call to repentance. At the same time, having heard the stories of many who have deconstructed their faith and religious identity in recent years, I am struck by how many of them seem to be stuck on the question that Simon Peter asked. Lord, to whom can we go? And when Peter asked it, he was leading immediately into his statement of recognition that Jesus was actually who he said he was. And Peter claimed his faith in this truth when he said, um, uh, claimed his faith in the truth of Jesus' message when he said, you have the words of eternal life. Yet, when many turn away from Christ and Christianity now, asking in a far more open-ended kind of way, Lord, to whom can we go? They often end up just stopping there. They turn away from being disciples of Christ and no longer claim to be Christian anymore. But there's often little that fills the void of purpose and meaning-making that occurs when they walk away from the belief that they exist because they've been created. And they have redemption because God intervened in love for us. Our Christian religion and faith give us a bastion of beliefs about the meaning of life, the purpose of our work, the significance of our relationships and the redemption of the world that so often seems to have gone mad. If we turn away from our Christian discipleship, though, there's often little that the world can give to take the place of these important aspects of our faith. When we no longer believe with Peter that Jesus has the words of eternal life, then his question right before, Lord, to whom can we go? Turns from one of hope and assurance to one of despair and sadness. There is much to the Christian faith that is challenging to understand, from belief in miracles that seem to defy the laws of physics to hope in the resurrection from the dead, It can only be experienced in the great beyond. Yet, yet it is my hope that the challenges and difficulty of faith do not lead us to walk away, but instead to stay, to dig deep, to dive in, and to follow the one who has the words of eternal life. God in Jesus Christ will continue to give our lives meaning, purpose, hope, renewal, and redemption. Even if we cannot always describe why, how, or in what ways. While we may be tempted to turn away from following Christ and his church from time to time, I assure you, sisters and brothers, We will be blessed if we stay. 
content with the faith that there is no need to turn to another. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.